0: Thank you for joining me. This, my name is John Newby. It's John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and Lamb podcast. And I'm sitting here with my oldest daughter. And at, as you've seen, there's a theme throughout my podcast on how we should be a part of the influence, what we put in our children's diets. And I'm talking that in a theoretical standpoint, what we put in their bodies. And uh, you should watch what they watch on television to make sure that you know that they... You're good grounded in the faith. So what we're gonna do is a Bible study. Ansley had no idea that this was gonna happen. I did this on purpose. I wanted her to I wanted this this segment to feel as natural as possible. Um, and this you can use this as an example to how you want to approach okay. your children with a Bible study. Okay. So I'm trying to make this authentic as possible so you know if you can use this as an example when you sit down with your kids and you know obviously ask for the holy spirit through guidance okay all right so my daughter is going to be reading out she has a nlt version on her phone um i recommended that version to her because it's extremely easy to read um also you know if you uh I feel like, you know, maybe that she should graduate to the NASB 96 NASB or the King James. Um, but that's obviously, I feel that's where she's going to be when she gets older. But right now, she's going to be reading out of the NLT version. And I want her to understand the identity of God because that's extremely important. Because if you're going to have been a relationship with God, you got to know who you're in a relationship with. Could you imagine being married to somebody and not knowing who they are. So... Whenever I talk with my daughter about God, it's majority of the time it's the Trinity's, the uh, triune nature of Yahweh, and uh, no surprise, that's what we're going to be talking about now. Okay, so Ansley, go ahead and start. Read Genesis 1, or chapter 1, verses 1 and 2.
1: Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters.
0: Okay, so, what's one of the first things that jump out about those first two verses?
1: Um, Is that the earth was formless and empty.
0: Right, so, we have here is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm reading out of the NASB 96. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So, at the beginning, we literally have God who's outside of space and time. Because right here when you read, in the beginning... Alright, so, sorry about that. Y'all had to pause. My youngest daughter need to be tucked in. Okay, so, what do you see here, Ansley? So, you have God created the heavens and the earth. So, God is, now think about this. God is outside of the heavens and the earth because the heavens and the earth have not been created yet. So, I'm trying to explain to you here the power of our wonderful, beautiful God. is that he is outside of space and time. Because when you read right here, in the beginning, that's time. God, there's God, created the heavens, that space, and the earth, that's matter, are all things in the universe. So you have all three being created at the same time here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God is outside of space and time and matter. Okay? So then it goes now to detail of the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, who's the Spirit of God? Jesus. Think?
1: The Holy Spirit. That's
0: right, the Holy Spirit. That's right, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is literally mentioned in the second verse as God. Because God is the one that creates the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, so go back to verse one again, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So now it goes into detail of the earth being created. So the very first verse we have, in the beginning time, God creating the heavens, that space, and the earth matter, or all things. The earth was formless and void. So now it's breaking it down about the matter or the earth. And darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Spirit, was moving over the surfaces of the waters then God said let there be light and there was light God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness okay okay now we're going to stick in the same book in the same book we're going to go to Genesis I want you to go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 hands at first what's
1: that
0: sorry no no Genesis chapter 3 oh. go to Genesis chapter 3
1: Contents. it's okay Contents.
0: daddy's just there faster because I've already got to highlight it's already got a, I gotta jump on you all right so now read Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 I'm gonna see if you can a lot of people so what you're about to read, Dad, I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't know the answer, it's okay. A lot of people don't catch this. I didn't catch this until recently. Okay? It's called a theopony. That's a special word. I don't I don't expect you to memorize that. But theo, do you remember the Greek word? No. Where's, what's the, theos, God? Remember theo, like okay. theology? Right? Okay, so this is a theopony. This means God is showing himself Watch. Okay, so you know I might have gave you the answer too soon. Okay, you now read Genesis chapter three, verse eight. So this is this is literally during the right after the creation with Adam and Eve. Now go ahead.
1: When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord among the trees.
0: Okay. So. Whenever you read, now that, that translation is not bad, but when you read one of the translations from the Greek and the Hebrew, the Greek Septuagint and the Hebrew, this is how it sounds, okay? Now this is, is going to be a little more detailed, okay? Follow along. You ready? All right. So this is Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. This is the NASB 96. They heard the sound or voice or word, and we're going to talk about that in a second. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking. So who's walking? The sound or the voice. The sound or the voice is walking. Think about this for a second. So this is poetic. So is Jesus called the word, remember? Mm -hmm. We're going to go to John 1, 1 here in a second. In the beginning was a word. The word was with God. The word was God. So the word, so hear it again, You read it, here we go. Genesis 3, verse 8. They heard the sound or the voice of the Lord God walking. So the Lord God, so they're talking about his sound or his voice. Jesus is called the Word. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife, who's that? I'm Adam. That's right hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So we literally have the Lord God walking in the garden or uh, amongst the garden in the cool of the day. So God himself has entered creation like the Holy Spirit did in the first verse you read, how he hovered over the depths in the, in the earth. Now we have the voice or the sound of God Walking amongst Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. So, we have here is a theopony. We have Jesus in the Old Testament walking with in the garden amongst Adam and Eve. This is where God has manifested himself into a person. And you can physically see him in person. They literally saw God in person walking in the garden. Okay? Alright. Now go to Genesis one, or excuse me, John one one. John one one. So what so what's the first four gospels of the New Testament? The first four
1: gospels of the New Testament is Matthew uh-huh. That's
0: right. Speak up a little more. Say it again.
1: Is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Good.
0: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Very good. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The very first four books of the New Testament. And it's the four Gospels of the New Testament. That's correct. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So John 1, 1. John 1 1 is 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 one of the best, most used verses that Christians use, Christians and Catholics use. To show the deity of Christ. That means that Jesus is God. Okay? So, read John 1, 1. And read it through Read Genesis 1, or excuse me, John 1 through 3. Okay.
1: We, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands.
0: Hold on, baby. Let me see where you're at that's first John okay go to John 1 1 it's okay John 1 1 Remember Matthew Mark Luke John it goes Matthew Mark Luke John just as you said you you're right don't second-guess yourself you're right Matthew Mark Luke and John it's right after Luke okay read slow don't speed through it don't be nervous I know you're being recorded now don't be nervous Read slow and precise, this is the word of God, proclaim it with love and passion, and clarity, okay? Now go ahead.
1: In the beginning the word was already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him.
0: Okay, very good. Now I'm going to read the NASB 96, okay? Or 95, ready? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So who's the word?
1: Jesus. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now go back to Genesis 3, 8. And yeah, go ahead.
1: When the cool evening breezes were blowing, a man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees.
0: Very good. All right, now, now watch. Just to prove to you even more that God is literally in front of them in person, uh, read verses 9 and 10.
1: Okay. When the Lord God called to the man. So who called the man? Lord.
0: The Lord God. The Lord God literally called Adam. And what did he say to him?
1: He said, where are you? Time out.
0: You think he didn't know where he was? Right, right. So that's more of like a question seeing if he's going to give. That's more like a question to see if he's going to give an honest answer or not. Like when I ask you, let's say, for instance, I watched you um, do something wrong. You didn't dump the trash. And I got it on video that I saw you walk past it. Of course, there's not videos in our house. I'm just using a, 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 you know, a fake instance, okay? And then I said, Ansley, did you dump the trash? And I already know you didn't. The trash is still sitting there. I already know that you didn't dump it, but I'm just asking you again. I I, I know you know Daddy does this sometimes. I'll ask you a question I already know the answer to. Well, God views us as his children the same way, and he asks us questions in the same manner, in the same context. The Lord God, Jesus in this theopony, knows all things. He's God. He's the word. He knows the answer to this question, just like I know the answer if you dump the trash or not. But he still asked him, why? Why do you think he did that?
1: To see if he's telling the truth.
0: Right. All right. So, God here is giving Adam and Eve an opportunity to speak and tell the truth. Even though he knows if they're going to tell the truth, even though he knows if they're going to, even if he knows the answer. It's still a teachable moment. God's still giving Adam and Eve an opportunity here, or Adam here an opportunity to learn and to be honest or not. So so then the Lord God, now remember, this is the sound of the Lord, or the voice of the Lord talking, walking. He said to them, where are you? He He said, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. So this is Adam talking. I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me. And I ate. And then that's when the Lord God got angry and started bringing all the wrath and everything. And because of this sin, because of this sin, is why Jesus Christ had to die and rise again for me and you. Because Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they lied to God That his son had to come down here and die and rise again on a cross because man, and when I say man, I mean man and woman, humanity, is now born into sin. And, and now every time you do, you lie or every time you cheat or steal or curse or have anger in your heart that's not justified anything like that, it makes you a liar or a thief or a cheater or, or someone like that. You're guilty. So your sin has to be paid. And that's what Jesus did. He paid the price for your sin. So this is why Jesus Christ had to come down to earth in human form. And die and rise again. We're going to go over one more verse. And then we'll call it a night. Go to Hebrews. Hebrews. Chapter 1. Tell me when you're there. Hebrews 1, Chapter 1. Hebrews 1, Chapter 1. All right, go ahead and start reading.
1: Okay. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets.
0: Okay, continue.
1: And now now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance, and through the son, he created the universe.
0: Okay, time out. Through his son, he created the universe. So as we've already read that in John 1, 1, all things were made by him and through him. Right? Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue.
1: The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Okay,
0: so God sits at the right hand of God the Father on, on the throne. How many thrones are there? There's three. No, no. how many thrones?
1: Uh, there's two there's two. How
0: what read read the verse
1: 15, 15. So there's
0: only one... there's yeah. one throne. Yeah. Very good. Could me or you sit at the throne of God? <laughs> no. That's blasphemy. And it will never happen. Nothing besides God can sit on the throne of God. Nothing. Not any angel. Not any person, only God can sit at the throne of God. So if God the Father is sitting on the throne and Jesus is next to the Father, is he also on that same throne? Yes. Yes. Because there's only one throne. There's only one throne of God. And we're going to go here And you're gonna read here real quick now go to verse go to uh go to verse four
1: okay this shows that the sun is far greater than the angels just as the name of god gave him is greater than their names keep going the sun is greater than the angels for god never said to any angel what he had said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I will become your father. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my only son.
0: Keep going. We're almost there.
1: And, and when he brought the Supreme Son into the world, God said, let all the angels worship him.
0: Let all the angels worship him. Who's the only person that's supposed to be worshipped? Jesus. Well, yeah, but God's only person, Right. So the father saying that, that his son is to be worshiped as well. So only God is worshiped. Okay. Now let's go to verse seven.
1: Regarding the angels. He says he sends his angels like the winds, his servant. He sends his angels like the winds, his servants, like flames of fire.
0: Okay. Very good. Now here's the key verse. Read verse 8. Now, remember, who's speaking right here? It's God the Father. God the Father is speaking. This is God the Father speaking about his son. Now, what does he say in verse 8?
1: But to the son he says, your throne of God. And what?
0: Whoa, 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 Slow. Who's throne?
1: Your throne of God.
0: So who is Jesus? Jesus is being called God by God the Father. So, God the Father is calling Jesus God as well. So, look at here. But this verse 8, but of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Throne, singular throne, not thrones, throne. Your, but of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous sceptres of the scepter of his kingdom. Okay. So. And now, now now, go to verse 9 right here. Now look. Now look. But he also, because remember, we believe God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God the Father is also God as well. So look at what it says right here. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, so he's talking to Jesus For so therefore God, so he's addressing his son as God, therefore God, your God, so now he's talking about himself, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And then it goes on, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of the earth, the heavens of your works are your hands. That's all Jesus he's talking about. So, Here's what I'm trying to explain to you, and as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of this podcast, is that if you're going to be in a relationship with God, you got to know who God is. Could you imagine if you got a phone call saying, "Say you're an orphan, and oh, you're you got to meet you got to meet your dad. You never met your dad before. You got to be in a relationship with your father. Dad don't exist. How could you? You would if an." What if that your next task would be like to buy him a birthday present or his favorite football team jersey? You would be like, well, how am I gonna know any of that? I don't know anything about him. So it's impossible for you to have a relationship with the father that you never met because you don't know anything about him. You have to know you have to know who you're in a your relationship with. So That's why dad always talks to you about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father and all this stuff. Because I want you to truly grasp and understand what the Bible says about who God is. Because you're never going to have a relationship with God if you don't know who he is. Just like you're never going to have a relationship with your dad if you're an orphan and you're about to meet him if you don't know anything about him. How can you have a relationship with him? You can't. You don't know his favorite food. You don't know his favorite you know, football team. You know all that stuff. His favorite movie. You don't know that. What well, makes him happy and sad. And he couldn't have a relationship with you if he didn't know you. But God knows everything about you already. And he knows that you're incapable of saving yourself. And he knows that you can't do right on your own. So the only way that you can have a relationship with him, a holy one, in heaven for eternity, is if his son comes down and pays for all the bad things that you've done. So God already knows you. So it's your job to know him. Okay? okay. Alright. You got any questions? No. Alright, I love you.